Uh, so I'll be reading today from Genesis chapter 15 through to 17. I'm reading from the NIV. Um, and this is one of those chapters that starts with after this. So I was thinking to tell you a bit of what this was, but Sean's kind of done it for me, which is lovely. <laughs> um, some weeks ago, um, Pat shared with us some of the preceding chapters here. So um, if you can remember back to that. But yes, as Sean said, um, we're looking at part of Abram's life. And it's part after he's done his um, big journey with, after God's calling to move to another land and, and Lot travelled with him and, and this was all over quite a period of time so their families and their house, households grew to be really quite large um, and so then there was that need to sort of find some more space and so they separated those households off but they weren't living in the area as... Um, as owners or rulers of the area, they were sort of um, strangers there. And so then when Lot got caught up in, in the, um, the politics and the warring of the time, he needed to be rescued. And so this takes place um, after, after Abram uh, rescued, well, Abram and his large household um, rescued Lot and his household. And so, as is mentioned, we're looking at the topic of covenant, and Michael Wood will share with us next week. Teach teach that net from on that topic next week, and so we'll be in looking in these chapters at the the covenant as it's established. We won't be seeing the way that it um, was eventually sort of the different parts of it being fulfilled, but we'll see how the covenant was established between God and Abram's family. So, no. um, so Genesis chapter 15, and starting at verse one. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You've given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said, so shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to take possession of it. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, how can I know that I will gain possession of it? So the Lord said to him, Bring me a heifer, a goat and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. Abram brought all these things to him, cut them in two and arranged the halves opposite each other. The birds, however, he did not cut in half. Um, then birds of prey came down on the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. As the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to him, um, know for certain that for 400 years your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own and that they will be enslaved and mistreated there. But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves and afterward they will come out with great possessions. You, however, will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here, for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. When the sun had set and darkness had fallen, 
A smoking firepot with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram and, and said, to your descendants I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, Kenizzites, Cadmonites, Hittites, Perizzites, Rephaites, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, and Jebusites. Um, so just of note, we have in this section that, you know, quite, I suppose, iconic line that Abram believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. And you'll contrast that to um, the next time that the Lord and Abram discuss this topic. I hope you'll take note of how Abram responds the next time um, that comes around. Now Sarai, so up to chapter 16 now, Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. So they had this, they had this very, very large household, but um, Abram and Sarai themselves didn't have any children. But she did have an Egyptian slave named Hagar, so she said to Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go, sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abram agreed to what Sarai said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan 10 years, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian slave Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarai said to Abram, you are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. I put my slave in your arms, and now that she knows she's pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Your slave is in your hands, Abram said. Do with her whatever you think is best. Then Sarai mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. Um, this is a good example, I think, of... Um, the, the nature of the book of Genesis or large parts of the book of Genesis in that it's um, descriptive of the events that were occurring and so sometimes we have a clear indication this is what God was instructing people to do when they did it or they didn't do it but that's clear but other times it's a description of what people did and we're, we don't, we're not given a really explicit um, note on whether that was the right thing or not and so we learn from other places in the scripture um, whether they were the right things but we do see that the Lord still uses all of those actions um, in his in his long-term plan so Hagar has fled from Sarai the angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert it was the spring that is beside the road to Shur and he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord also said to her, you are now pregnant and you will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard of your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility toward all his brothers. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. That is why the well was called Beelahairoi. It is still there between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son she had born. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. 
chapter 17. When Abram was 99 years old, so 86, just before now, he's 99, so some time has passed in his life, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty, walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make a covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come, to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. The whole land of Canaan, where you now reside as a foreigner, I will give as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you, and I will be their God. Then God said to Abraham, As for you, you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you for the generations to come. This is my covenant with you and your descendants after you, the covenant you are to keep. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You are to undergo circumcision, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and you. For the generations to come, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised, including those born in your household or bought with money from a foreigner, those who are not your offspring. Whether born in your household or bought with your money, they must be circumcised. My covenant in your flesh is to be made is to be an everlasting covenant. Any uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised in the flesh will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. God also said to Abraham, As for Sarai your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai. Her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of people will come from her. Abraham fell face down. He laughed and said to himself, Will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of ninety? And Abram said to God, If only Ishmael might live under your blessing. Then God said, Yes, but your wife Sarah will bear you a son, and you will call him Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will surely bless him, I will make him fruitful, and will greatly increase his numbers. He will be the father of twelve rulers, and I will make him into a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you by this time next year. When he had finished speaking with Abraham, God went up from him. On that day, Abraham took his son Ishmael, and all those born in his household or bought with his money, every male in his household, and circumcised them as God had told him. Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised, and his son Ishmael was 13. Abraham and his son Ishmael were both circumcised on that very day, and every male in Abraham's household, including those born in his household and bought from a foreigner, was circumcised with him. That's the end of today's reading. Um, and so next week we will hear from Michael Wood teaching on teaching on the the topic of covenant, um, and um, he will bring us back to this this great covenant. And I, I suppose I would just finally like to note that as I read this, what I'm really struck by is that the covenant that God set up, he he made 
um, the things that the things that he would do in this covenant, these wonderful blessings and this very um, grand plan for the whole of the earth, the whole of his creation, um, and you know, relatively speaking, the part that Abraham and his family needed to do was was a lot smaller. But as um, I'm sure you'll remember, and as I'm sure we'll hear more next week, through all of the time that came after that, some of the parts of that covenant were fulfilled quite soon. You know, um, said that Sarah would bear a son within a year, and other parts obviously took a lot longer. And we know that um, God's people through that time were sometimes faithful and sometimes not faithful to their part of the covenant, but God is always um, faithful to his and um, to what he has promised.